So many stories fill the pages of life. Some chapters you can be proud to tell. Others you would rather skip. The day life really turns a page is when you let God be the author of your story. Let God write your story and you'll live a story worth telling. My story, I decided to start. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ridgeview Church. My name is Alex Barrett, and I'm the pastor here. And a happy Easter to all of you. We are so glad that you've tuned in to watch our service. Uh, we hope that this will be an encouragement to you and a challenge to your life. Uh, today, we're starting a brand new series on this Easter Sunday called My Story. And we're gonna be looking at the decisions that we can make from this point on in our life that will impact the story that we tell. The thing is about life is we all love stories. You may be a storyteller yourself and you like to tell stories to others about your life or your experiences. You may be someone that just loves to listen to these types of stories. And I know I've gathered with many family and friends in my life and we've told stories to each other. Just, do you remember that time when we faced this obstacle and we, we overcame it and people tune in and they wanna hear it? Or have you ever had this moment when you were so embarrassed and this is what happened and you looked silly and we wanna tune in and we wanna hear it. And so we all love good stories. They intrigue us, they compel us. Uh, we watch movies because these stories kind of grip at us and they, they lead us to kind of into this, this new reality that we may not have known. In our lives though, uh, often parts of our stories are things that we'd rather not remember. In fact, there's things that we'd rather forget. There may be whole chapters of our lives where we look back and we have regret. Uh, you may be here today and part of your story is just filled with this pain or anguish because of things that have happened to you. You may be here and you wish that you would have said yes to some things that you said no to, or maybe say no to some things that you said yes to. Maybe there was a fork in the road of your life and you should have gone left, but, but you went right, or you should have gone forward and you went back. And if you're like me, this is all normal. This is what life is. It's a bunch of choices that lead us to this moment. So as we're talking about this idea of, of a story, I want you to realize that it doesn't just appear like a movie where you just turn it on and it starts. Our story has been building from the decisions that we've made. Really, ever since we were born and we could make decisions for ourselves, our life has been telling this story. And so in this series, we're gonna look at how do we live a story worth telling so that we can move past disappointment, we can move past regret, maybe even some guilt and maybe some shame, and how can we experience a new story that God has for us? Um, I wanna kind of give you the, the overarching idea of this series as it relates to our decisions, and it's this, that the decisions we make today and that you make and that I make determine the story we tell tomorrow. Again, our decisions aren't magical. The story of our life's not magical. There's things that we're doing all over the time that, that lead us to this point. And so we're gonna look at how do we make decisions that lead us to the kind of story that we wanna tell. As we get started, I just wanna share a little bit of my story. Uh, some of you may know me better than others. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. I'm very thankful to my parents for their investment in my life. I grew up going to church. But at about junior high and high school, I started to realize that my story 
and God's story for me sometimes seemed like they were going on different paths. I'd read the Bible and I'd get this picture of a Christian life. And then in my own heart and my own desires, I'd start to discover the things that I wanted to do. And oftentimes they were like this, this fork in the road. And I would struggle with it. It seemed like God's story for me and my story were different. And so I began to kind of think of my own life independent from God, doing my own thing. Now I, I never strayed so far from the faith, but I definitely had my own detours and I have my own decisions that I'd rather not bring up and remember often. But in the middle of all of that, God has been so gracious to me. When I was 16, I had a vision of my own story to become a rock and roll star and had an opportunity to play in a band. And as a 16 year old, I finished my junior year of high school and I went on tour with a band. I flew out with all my drums. I was a drummer and a suitcase and I was gonna spend the summer on tour. I was gonna come back, finish my senior year of high school and then go back on tour with this band. I began to like lay out my story, lay out my decisions, lay out my plan. And I really wanted God just to put his stamp of approval on the plan that I had for my life. So I flew to this place to begin this tour and God immediately closed the door to my story that I had planned for myself. The plans that I had had, the goals, the vision of my life at that moment had changed. And it was the first time in my life that I realized that there was a greater story that God had for me that I hadn't really considered yet. And that is, what his purpose and his plan for my life is. And so what began to happen in my heart is that I began to realize that, you know, life does not exist of me giving my plans to God and asking him to stamp his approval on it. Instead, it actually is me finding out what God's story is and surrendering my life to him. And ever since I've done that, my life has been radically different. It led me from going on tour with this band to doing my own thing uh, to choosing actually to become a pastor choosing to do my studies at Cal Baptist University in Riverside, two things that when my younger years, I never wanted to do. I didn't wanna be a pastor. I didn't wanna to go to this Christian school. Again, I had my own plan for my life. But as I look back, I'm so grateful because God and his goodness and grace to me got my attention. And he began to change me from the inside out. And as he changed me, my decisions, decisions changed. And as my decisions changed, my life changed. And here's a picture of my family. I met my wife when I was a freshman at Cal Baptist University. We had kids over the last few years, and then we started Ridgeview Church. And I believe that if God had not gotten my attention those years back, my story would be radically different. So the good news is, no matter your own plans or your own vision, as you look to God and his help, he will come through. He will direct you. He will lead you. And that's actually what Easter and this day is all about. It's actually the greatest story we can ever know, mixed and intersected with the greatest decision that we could ever make. So it's the greatest story and the greatest decision. And I wanna just kind of unfold how those two work together. Again, we want a story that we're proud to tell, then that means we need to make decisions that are in line with that. But again, left to ourselves, it's very difficult to do that. So I thought what we'd do, I know we have different ages and kids watching, so I thought we could just retell the Easter story since it is the best story that ever has existed. But I wanna do it a little bit different. I wanna actually show a story being told by kids and they're the narrators. And then the actors in this story that are rehashing the Easter story are actually adults. And so I thought we could have some fun with this. We did this at Christmas at our church and we're gonna do this again for Easter. So let's watch this Easter story together. <laughs> Good. 
After Jesus died, they put Jesus in a tomb. And wrapped him with some white paper. They put a big stone around it and placed guards in front of the tomb to let nobody go in. He was just waiting for the three days. He's probably drinking soda while eating hot Tito's. <laughs> he would probably play games like Candyland and then have a party by himself. <laughs> the okay. Easter Bunny was hiding behind a tree. <laughs> he probably went out there and just throw eggs everywhere. And then he's going to say, there's one money egg, so you better find it. You need to get some money. Three days later, there was a big earthquake. I think we should go away somewhere safe. It's like, I'm getting out of here. The earth is shaking. Run for your lives. <laughs> and the guards ran off because they got scared. And then on Sunday, Mary and some of her friends came with some spices, but when they got there, the tomb was empty. His clothes only was there. Then an angel came and said, don't be afraid. Jesus has risen from the dead. Go tell the, go tell everyone, go tell the good news. Mary and her friends went and told the disciples. She said, Jesus has risen from the dead. Guys, guys. Jesus has risen from the dead. And the disciples didn't believe them. No, that couldn't happen. Jesus can't raise from the dead. Uh, I don't believe it until I see it. But all of a sudden, Jesus, Jesus just came, just was there. I am Jesus. I am the, I'm the... I am the son of the Lord God, and I am Jesus, your friend. And then the disciples said, Jesus, it's you. Yay! Jesus is alive! Totes cool. Jesus, before he left to heaven, he said, I have done what I have came to done. And then he risen, then he was going up to heaven. His disciples were crowded around him. The disciples said, holy guacamole. I can't believe Jesus really flew. That's awesome. Now what? Let's go tell the news. I just love that story. There's just something about a kid telling it that just brings back kind of a different way of, of looking at that story. And you may have heard this Easter story before, but centered to the story is, is Jesus' promise that he came to take away the sin of the world. His followers believed that he was the Messiah. In fact, they left their lives to, to follow him. And they knew that because of their own sin, they needed someone to pay the penalty for their sin. They needed a Messiah to save them and redeem them, to give them a chance at a new story. And Jesus came and they put their promise in him. But you can imagine those early followers, the moment that Jesus was crucified and he died. There's a picture here from the Passion of the Christ of what his followers would have just looked like, potentially just staring on at this risen Messiah or this Messiah that had not risen yet, putting their hope in him, and yet everything was lost. With his death, all was lost. And you can imagine that their story, everything they had hoped for in that moment 
had all changed. Their hopes, their dreams, their vision of this new life, of this Messiah that had come was now dashed. But the great thing about Easter and why we can celebrate the greatest story is like there's this postscript scene, like all the things that were leading to this moment when he died, it was not the end. In fact, his followers on the third day, on Sunday, went back to the tomb and where he was, he was not there. There's a picture here of what the garden tomb could have looked like in Jerusalem. And some believe this was the actual tomb where Jesus laid. And you could imagine walking up with your hopes dashed, seeing that the stone had been moved away and the chance of now a new story had come. And that's what we celebrate in Easter. The fact that Jesus came and he died, but he did not stay dead. He rose again. And because of that, new life is possible. There's a hope that we can have knowing that death has been conquered. The sting of death has been overcome. And so this Easter, we celebrate the story of Jesus' resurrection and what that can do for our own life. What it means is that with Jesus' resurrection, it makes a new storyline possible. With his resurrection, this new storyline is possible. And you can imagine how this news would spread. I think of today's technology, people seeing the empty tomb and how fast it would go. In fact, we have a clip for you of what would it look like for the greatest event in modern history, if that would change based on the technology we have. So here's a picture of what that would look like. Let's watch that together. This is what they felt like when it happened. And today, it's how we should feel too. Because what it meant for them, it means for us. I think that's just a great picture of the reaction that must have happened in Jesus' day. With that video, you see that The reactions are positive. People had believed, okay, I got this notification. He is not in the grave, he is risen. And churches across the world today are celebrating that fact. You may be here today though, and you're not sure if if that is real. And I encourage you to investigate. You can investigate the resurrection. You see, when Jesus rose again, he was seen by many eyewitnesses, people that saw him. And he taught again for a period of time before he ascended back into heaven. And the New Testament is written of his teachings and the church being built on the fact that they believed 
the risen Jesus. He resurrected, he conquered the grave. And so I encourage you, we have a book that we actually bought originally to have at our Easter service. It's called The Case for Easter. You'll see a picture of there. If you're still investigating whether Christianity is true or you can place your trust in Jesus Christ, I encourage you to take the time to ask questions. We will provide this resource for you on your digital connection card that Joel asked you to fill out. If you've not yet done that, you can do that at the end of this service. And there's a place where you can mark, send me a copy of the case for Easter. Since we can't meet in person, we would love to get you that. And I think as you read that, that will be helpful in answering some of your questions because that is the core of the new story that we can have. If Jesus came and he paid the penalty for our sin, then that's the greatest story that we can know. And that also impacts our decision. So what's the big deal of that? Well, I wanna just briefly walk you through why this news of Easter and the fact that Jesus rising from the dead is so important. I wanna share with you really the central kind of theme and idea of Christianity. And so you'll see some slides up here that explain it. This is what people would talk about, about the good news, the good news that we can have in knowing Jesus and what it means to make him the Lord of our life. It begins with love. The Bible says that God loves you and he loves me and he wants you to experience abundant, which is real life. And so God has actually made us to tell our own story, but we went our own way. Rather than turning to God, every one of us began to sin, going our own way, trying to be our own boss. The result of that is this, we are separated from God. The Bible says that sin has cut us off from knowing God personally. You can see the canyon there. And what's the result? So instead of experiencing the life and freedom God desires for us, people are dead spiritually. They're cut off from God and actually in bondage to the enemy. You can see on one side of our own story, independent from God, we experience spiritual death and bondage. On the other side, the creator of our story, the creator of our life itself, God is eternal life and freedom. And so you see that because of our sin and going our own way, there's this canyon and we wanna be independent from God. But our destiny can still change. To remedy the situation, God sent Jesus Christ who died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin and was raised from the dead. And so you see that the bridge there from our own way and our own story, independent from God is Jesus. And he came to pay the penalty for wanting to be our own author and tell our own story independent from God. And further, the Bible says that all people without Jesus are destined for hell. If We continue in our own story. We continue in our own way. But, and here's the good news, those who repent, and repentance means to turn around, yield your life to Jesus as the boss of your life. When you do that, you will become children of God and you can experience the life and the freedom that God desires for you. And so this is the greatest news that we can know. It's the fact that we can have this new story. One of my favorite scriptures is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This is what it says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So we can experience a new storyline. It can be possible as soon as you decide to put your faith in Christ. The first step to your new story is putting your faith in Jesus. That's when you decide, I'm not gonna go my own way. 
not gonna try to tell my own story. I'm gonna put my faith in Christ. When you do that, you actually become, like I just read, a child of God. And you become a child of God reconnected with the one who gave you a story. You come back to the author. And that actually leads to the next good news about Easter is that Jesus writes a new storyline with us. God is not impersonal. He's not distant. We should know that because he sent Jesus, his love for us was so great that he sent his only son. He wants our story to reconnect back with his. But even more than that, Jesus wants to be our personal guide and to lead us forward. Let's read this scripture in Hebrews 12. It says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, okay, what we give our attention to, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus wants to write a new storyline with us. Now get the picture here. When we put our faith in Christ, our new story begins. It's like we have a new book. We now have a new book that we can fill with new chapters of a life surrendered to God. But because of Jesus, we have a new author as well. So not only do we have this new book, but we have this new author that wants to tell a story through our lives. Notice the scripture says to fix our eyes. It's to give attention. There's this new relationship, a new guide. We can look to him instead of our own resources, instead of our own way. We can look to him and say, Jesus, lead me forward. Be the author of my new story. Despite my shame, despite my guilt, despite my disappointments, my discouragement, all the different parts of my chapters and my story I'd rather forget, with Jesus, a new storyline is possible. And he becomes the author of this new story that he wants to tell. The scriptures go forward as well. Not only do we have a new book as soon as we build our life on Christ, not only do we have a new author, but his love motivates us to live for him. So we have a new book that can begin new chapters and we have a new author, it's Jesus himself. But then we have a new theme in our story now and it's love. Let's read this scripture together. It says this from 2 Corinthians 5, for Christ's love compels us. I wanna just stop right there really quick. That compel means to seize, to kind of grab a hold of you. There's something that when you decide to follow Christ, you experience for the first time, and that's a love that you've never known. It just grabs a hold of you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. That one was Jesus Christ. He died for our sin, and therefore all died. That means we could die to our old way. We could die to the penalty of our sin. One died for all, and therefore all died. The penalty has been paid. And he died for all, that those who'd live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So there's this new theme of love that enters in. There's like this new reality that exists. It's actually God living inside of us. So we have this new book as soon as we decide to follow him. We have a new author as soon as we fix our eyes on Jesus. And then we have this new theme of love that compels us and leads us forward. What I love about this picture related to our decisions and our story is it shows you the life that we can have, a life of impact. And this story is a life told with love and the power of love, not in ourselves, not that we can conjure up, but the power of love of Jesus living through us. 
Imagine being somebody who could encourage with this Jesus type encouragement to build up those around you, to encourage your spouse, to tell your kids how much you love and appreciate them, to sacrifice for them like Jesus sacrificed for us. Could you imagine how it would change our families to be compelled by the love of Christ? Could you imagine how it would change our relationships at work where we entered with this this leaning in and how can I put the goals and interests of others above my own? How could I look out for people, extend myself for them? There's a new theme in our life as soon as we decide to follow Christ because he's a new author that's given us a new book and we can tell a new story. And so I wanna encourage you, Easter is the time for us to realize the decisions we make today impact our story tomorrow. And I wanna encourage you, let Jesus write a new story in your life. I don't know what your story is. I don't know all that you've been through. Again, if it's like me, some of it's with pain, some of it's good, some of it's bad, some I'm proud of, some I'm not. But no matter your story, you can decide today to start a relationship with Jesus and you can let him write a story in your life. Here's the beautiful reality if you do. Let Jesus write the story of your life and it will be a story worth telling. There'll be something that you'll be able to say, I have a theme that's different. I have an author that's changed me. I have a book that's given me this new direction. All my story and everything I've known can change as soon as I decide to stop living my own story independent of God and choose to connect back with the story he has for us, his plan and his purpose. I wanna give you kind of a preview of the decisions that we can make in this uh, series. And these decisions are the key ones to beginning a new story. And we've already started with the first one. And here's a series preview of what we're gonna be talking about the next few weeks. The first part one, that's what we're doing today. I decided to start. I wanna encourage you, what can you start to do today to change your story? Again, I can be filled with a lot of regret. I can look back and say, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And that regret can actually paralyze me or confusion or anxiety prevents me from moving forward. But because of Jesus, if he really did rise from the dead and he paid the penalty for my sin and he conquered death, could you imagine we have the chance at a new story so we can start anew, we can start afresh. There's a new chapter, there's a new book, there's a new author. And so I wanna encourage you, what are some things that you can do to decide to start? It may be that, that you need to first and foremost decide to follow Jesus as the boss of your life. On that digital connection card, if you've not yet filled that out yet, I encourage you to do so. Because on there, you can make that decision. You can stand before God today in view of Jesus' sacrifice and you can say, I decided to start following Jesus. If you've never done that, that could be the best decision you ever make. And from there, your story will forever be different. So if you've never yet decided to follow Jesus, it's not too late for you. You're not too far gone. You can start telling a new story with Jesus as your leader. So if you've never done that, I encourage you, whatever's holding you back, if it's fear, if it's confusion, I just pray that you will push through and today decide, I decided to start following Jesus. If you've already started and you're a Christian, you're a follower of Christ, there's some other things that you can decide to start as well. For you, it may be, you know, I needed to start deciding to build up others around me. If you're like me, it's so easy to be cynical. The time that we live in right now, 
It's just overwhelming. There's so much unknown. There's so much sadness. And I just pray to God that God will heal our world, heal our country, and lead us forward. And in the middle of that, I pray that people will look to God for help because we actually don't have to be left to our own cynicism. And so I encourage you, if you just find yourself being negative or looking down on all the things around you, decide, how can I start extending the love of Christ to others? How can I build people up? Recently, when I was at home, I realized that oftentimes I start my day with my kids saying no to the things that they ask. I don't know if you find yourself doing that as a parent, but it's easy to get in that mode of no. And before you know it, one no leads to another no that leads to another. And it just kind of gets this whole environment of the home down. And so I've just decided, how can I begin to say yes to things that would bless my kids? It may be not exactly what I want, but how could I say yes to bless them? How can I encourage them and extend grace to them? And there may be people in your life that you need to be starting to say yes to. Like, I can extend myself for this person. I can encourage them. I can be generous with my time. I can be generous with my resources. I wanna encourage you today, you can start to do that. For others of you, you may need to develop yourself. You realize, you know, I need to grow as a leader. I need to grow as a leader of my home. I need to grow as the leader at my workplace. I need to grow just in the, the leader in the community in which I live. Today, you can decide to start to do that. It may mean taking a step towards a mentor, somebody that can help you, that can coach you. And so in starting to wanna be a leader, maybe you have to start to being teachable. Like I want to learn from others. And as you do that, God will tell a new story in your life. So through generosity, through encouragement, through the love of Christ, through teachability, imagine if we started that. What a difference that would make in our homes, in our workplaces, in our church, to be a group of people that said, I've decided to follow Jesus and he's telling a new story. And because of the new story, I have this new theme of love that can radiate. And imagine what that could do right here in our community. Imagine what that could do in our country. Imagine what that could do in our world where people decide, I've decided to start. On your connection card, there's a next step you can take today. And it says, I've decided to start. And specifically, what is it that that you sense you need to start, that you need to do? And again, if you've not yet committed your life to Christ, I encourage you, make that the first decision that you make as soon as you've watched this. Decide, I want to follow Jesus. And if you mark that, we'll send you some information. Maybe there's other things that God's just laid on your heart. You need to start doing this. And I encourage you to let us know On that connection card, it's just a way of you saying, getting it out of the idea mode to putting it into action. And that's what Jesus wants us to do. Again, it's decisions that we make that tell our story, not our ideas. So take a next step today. For the rest of the series, I wanna just highlight where we're gonna be. So I decided to start, that was today. Next week, we're gonna be talking about this. I decided to stop. So what are the things that we're doing in our life that we need to stop doing? And we'll talk about how God gives us the power to stop that. Part three is I decided to stay. Are there things in our life that we wanna bail out on? It could be relationship, it could be hard circumstances and everything in us and maybe everyone around us is telling us to bail. But maybe part of our story is that God wants us to stay. And then we're gonna close out the series looking at the last part of a key decision and that's I decided to go. There may be some things that God is calling you to do. He's leading you forward and he wants you to do it in the courage that he provides and in his power. And so throughout all of these things, starting and stopping, staying and going, Jesus writes a new story with our lives. And it's made possible because of the death, the burial and resurrection that he did on our behalf. 
Jesus' resurrection makes a new storyline possible, and that is the greatest reason for us to celebrate. So as I wrap up on this Easter, I wanna encourage you to take some next steps. Take what I've talked about and put that start into action. And so on the connection card, here's a few next steps that you could take. The first is, like I've already mentioned, for the first time, I commit my life to Jesus Christ. Decide to not let anything hold you back from that decision. The second is I will start and fill in the blank so Jesus can help rewrite my story. So think through what is it that I need to do? What do I need to start doing to love, to do what God wants, the place in which I live? And then the third next step is this. Tune in to the rest of the series and tell someone about Ridgeview Church. I would bet that there's people in your life that are longing for a new story. I bet there's people that just are longing for somebody to tell them about the hope that they can have in Jesus. So I encourage you, come back next week to watch with us as we look at this series and the decisions that we can make to tell the new story that Jesus wants to tell through our life. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus, for his sacrifice that he made on our behalf and through his resurrection, him rising from the dead, that a new storyline is possible. God, I know that there's many burdens that we have. There's many things that hold us back from experiencing the new story that you wanna tell. And today I pray that if there's anyone here that's not yet decided to follow you, to surrender their whole life to you, that they will decide to start. God, I ask that you will just give them courage to take that step. Give them your power, soften their heart. And God, if anyone else just knows that there's a step they need to take, something they need to start, will you give them just a specific idea and an action step? So God, we praise your holy name. We thank you for this opportunity to be a part of the new story that you wanna tell through us throughout this world. So we praise your name. We thank you so much for Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray, amen.